0: And we are back with part two of the posture of faith since I know I said it wouldn't be long, but girl, who was she kidding? We had Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas. We are three days away from 2022. So happy, happy new year, sis. Part two is a lot to unpack. You know, we're in the book of Nehemiah and I've read Nehemiah. But during my study, I realized there is so much to unpack with Nehemiah. And so I was really trying trying to hone in on my points and really make sure that this is resourceful and that it's adding value to your life. Okay. And so if you have not listened to part one of the posture of faith says, I need you to back that thing up. Okay. <laughs> Literally. And go back and press play for part one, because this is a continuation of the posture of faith. And so a little recap For part one, we were in the book of Habakkuk and we were talking about how Habakkuk was a man who sought answers. And I even went back and looked at, looked at my notes for that as well, just looking at Habakkuk. And so comparing him to Nehemiah, what I realized is that Habakkuk was a man who asked questions, number one, and then he sought the answers. And so when I was thinking about Nehemiah, He had a plan. He had plan, he had vision, and he was determined, okay? So we're talking about determination in this episode. Uh, Most importantly, y'all, Nehemiah was a man of prayer and action. And so we're going to get into that today. So let's go. Hey, girl. Welcome to the She Believe He Could podcast, a declaration encouraging women to believe again. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So join me, your host, as I open up about my faith to believe in marriage, motherhood, sisterhood, and so much more. Let's start the show. Okay, so first thing first, we are talking about determination. So if you remember in part one, we were talking about the posture of faith and how God highlighted three words, which was desperation, determination, and demonstration. And so God is a God of order, right? And so when he revealed this posture, he said it in that order. And so remember that all these words are the action or the process it is the result of. And so I want to thank y'all truly from the bottom of my heart for rocking with me for those 21 days that we were seed planting, daily devotionals, um, really planting seeds in our lives that are worth living. And so we encountered the month of December planting those seeds in our hearts, in our ground with the belief and the attention that God was going to do what only God can do. And so, um, again, we talked about the seed of need and how the need is heavy and it's desperate sometimes. And we, when we thought about the need for Jesus to come and heal, resurrect, open eyes, ears, and, you know, ultimately dying on a, a cross for us, the need was greater because God loved us. And so, Again, determination, it is a setting, y'all. It's the surrounding. So to be determined, it requires three things. The strength of will, the strength of character, and the strength of purpose. And so one thing I want to make very clear before we go any further is that determination in my study time, I realized that even in the book of Nehemiah, God expects us to be concerned. So when things arises before you, you get a call, you get a message, something comes your way. God expects for you to be concerned. So for you not to be phased, or for you not to feel that you should get involved, God actually has an expectation of him for us. You know, he wants us to act in the need of the hurting, of the homeless, of the less fortunate. There is an expectation because God wants us to be Christ-like leaders, to go out into the world and love and meet the needs of the people, really help the lost be found. And so that expectation for us to be concerned, God wants us to act. He desires that we come to him first in prayer for guidance and direction. And so that's what I love about Nehemiah. Nehemiah is a lot to unpack. I believe it's 13 chapters in the book of Nehemiah. And so we're not even going to get half of what Nehemiah, um, purpose was but we're going to get the gist of it right and so the story begins with Nehemiah talking with fellow Jews who reported that the walls and gates of Jerusalem were in despair this was disturbing news and rebuilding those walls became Nehemiah's burden at the appropriate time Nehemiah as king Artaxerxes For permission to Jerusalem to rebuild its fallen walls, the king approved. He organized the people into groups and assigned them to specific sections of the wall. The construction project was not without opposition. Some of the workers became fearful. Others became weary. In each case, Nehemiah employed a strategy to frustrate the enemy. But a different problem arose Nehemiah stood firm and the wall was finished in just 52 days. What a tremendous monument to God's love and faithfulness. Enemies and friends alike knew that God had helped. Nehemiah was a man of action. He was determined to be a person who on whom God can depend on to ask for him in the world. And so the posture of faith, right? So again, the expectation is real clear that God expects for us to be concerned. There's an expectation that not only does he expects us to move, right? There is a desire there, but then ultimately like y'all, he wants us to come to him for that prayer, number one, but then like for guidance and direction. And so I want to give y'all like a timeline of Nehemiah. So when Nehemiah got this news that you know, Jerusalem wall was in disrepair. It became a burden of Nehemiah's. You know, it was something that weighed him down tremendously, so much so where it sat in him. In the Bible, you know, it talks about how Nehemiah cried at the thought that he was in Persia. So he was away from Jerusalem at the time. And all he could think about how he couldn't help them from where he was at. And so this burden Nehemiah, right? Or he actually, he prayed for four months leading to the kingdom blessing on this project, you know, of him wanting to rebuild this wall. He was with that news for four months, y'all, in prayer. He was with this news. He was seeking God for the plan. Nehemiah was deeply grieved about the condition of Jerusalem, but he didn't just brood about it. After his initial grief, he prayed, pouring his heart out to God, and he looks for knowledge, experience, and organization into determining what should be done. When tragic news come to you first pray, then seek ways to move beyond grief to specific action that helps who need it. I also wanted to highlight that Nehemiah went to Jerusalem quietly. Bible says that he went in like the evening or the night time to assess the damage for three days before taking action. Now, what I love about the determination that Nehemiah had is that not only was fervent prayer life that was intense, that was set solely before God, really um, allowed God to reveal what he should do. And he sought God on the vision and the clarity and for him to get the confidence confidence that he could do it, but he did not rush this process. As you remember, he prayed about what was happening in Jerusalem for 4 months before even going to the king to ask for the blessing to go. And so four months, y'all. And so I think about the things that happens in our lives the despair, things that come up, things that worry us and really sadden us. And we grieve, you know, Nehemiah going into prayer for four months before actually stepping out on faith and believing in God for the blessing. But also here in Nehemiah 2, 13, it says, so I went out at night, inspecting the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down in its gates were consumed by fire. So Nehemiah, number one, began seeking God's vision for rebuilding this wall. For he was fervent in his prayer life. He had all the passion, all the intensity to sit before God and get a clear vision that would give him clarity and the confidence. And then collaboratively, he executed the plan. You know, when I'm thinking about determination, Nehemiah developed a plan, but then he knew that he had to act on it. You know, sometimes we make all of the plans. And I think this is so timely as we prepare and go into this new year is that we make all of the plans, right? And we make the vision boards and we do all of the things, but then we never put any action behind the plan that which we went to God, we prayed about it. We believe this is what God is saying, but we don't act on it. Meaning that you can go and do all of the things, but if you never... Put one foot in front of the other. What does it really mean? You know, the Bible says that faith without works is dead. But what I love about the action within Nehemiah is that it started first in prayer. So going back to thinking about the expectation that God has for us, he desires for us to come to him in prayer. So that's like your first step, you know, after receiving the news, after getting the text message, after dealing with something that is really grieving you and causing it to be such a burden on you going to God, number one, gives you that strength of will. It builds up your character as a person. And then God's give you the strength of purpose to go and take action, go and see it to completion, whatever that is. And so coming to God with the plan, even if you know, it seems out of your reach or maybe it's something that you personally can't obtain. Going to God gives you that strength that you need. Taking the initiative to step Out on faith number one with God's help with God's vision with his strength and his will to do what only he has equipped you to do there was 41 sections of this wall that surrounded Jerusalem this was something that was going to take more than just Nehemiah more than just a day or two But this was gonna take time and it was gonna take strategy. Most importantly, it was going to take action. And so, coming together and working together here in Nehemiah 4 9, it says, Nehemiah constantly combined prayer with preparation and planning. His people trusted God at the same time, kept vigilant watch over what had been entrusted to them. Too often we pray without looking for what God wants us to do. We show God we are serious when we combine prayer with thought, preparation, and effort. And so the first step in any venture is to pray. And so even when opposition approached in chapter four, Nehemiah went back to God and prayed. Verse four, hear us, our God, for we are being mocked. May their scuffing fall back on their own heads and may themselves become captives in a foreign land. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins, for they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. Y'all, we are talking about people who not only talk to God, but you walk with God. And so to really carry this thing out for Nehemiah plan to come to fruition in only 52 days. We're talking about 41 sections and only 50. 50- 52 days, four months of prayer before even picking up, you know, the tools and the resources to begin. But when you think about this in time, not only are we talking to God about the desires of our hearts and things that we want God to move on, but we also have to walk with God in the direction that God is taking us. So not only asking God for the vision, but also allowing God to order our steps. And so I want you to think about that, too, as you're planning for your new year. Maybe there are some goals and things that you want to get accomplished. Definitely seek God for those plans. Gather up those plans and sit before God with those plans and allow God to give you vision so that everything that's unfolding before you is clarified and that you have the confidence, okay? Faith is the assurance of the things we don't see. And so not only are you building your confidence to execute on some of the things that you want to see happen in 2022, but also you are being a fervent warrior in your prayer life. You are going with such intensity that even when the opposition arises and it will come your way, just like Nehemiah, here in the book, there are going to be some people who don't agree. There's going to be some people who always will have something to say about what you're doing. But if you know that God is with you, you're talking with God and you're walking with God and he is the source to the resource that you need to fulfill the vision and the plans and you keep going, you keep walking, you keep going in the direction that God is leading you. And God will move those people out of your way. God will move the mountains. He will see this through. God will. He's not asking you to get out and fight battles that aren't meant for you to fight. He's not asking for you to get out here and talk your smack like he know you can do. He's asking you to depend solely on him to do what he's asked you to do. And I believe that's what makes Nehemiah a great leader is that he was setting an example by his leadership. You know, he was walking into the things, believing in God. He prayed often throughout this time and he believed in what God showed him from day one, even when day 10 Even when day 12 wasn't looking good and he was starting to be oppressed even more, he kept going to God in prayer and not necessarily praying that God would do something to them, but he would pray that God's plan will still come to fruition. I want you to be encouraged that when Nehemiah was praying for God's help, he never hesitated to ask God to remember him. I believe that Nehemiah knew that his faithfulness was rewarding. In the kingdom of God. And so you have to remember God is looking at you and your faithfulness to complete and do everything he's called you to do in this earth. And lastly, y'all, we're going to talk about demonstration. So demonstration is not on a specific person or a specific book of the Bible, like it was for Habakkuk and Nehemiah. We're actually going to go to Luke, Luke chapter five, where Jesus heals the paralyzed man. If you're familiar with this story, I know that a lot of us think about how the man was paralyzed on a sleeping mat, right? So there in verse 18, it says, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. And what I love about the demonstration of faith is that not only were his friends determined to get him to Jesus, but if you continue to read it says that they took him upon a house like a rooftop and they digged a hole or made a hole or some sort. And lowered him down to where Jesus was. In the life application study of this book specifically is that it says, It wasn't the paralyzed man's faith that impressed Jesus, but the faith of his friends. Y'all, how many of y'all read this story and you thought or your focus was solely on the paralyzed man? Of course, we knew the friends were determined to get him to Jesus. But the demonstration of their faith, you know, actually picking this man up, I'm sure he was heavy, taking him up on a rooftop, cutting a hole and dropping him down in front of Jesus so he can be healed. They were believing in his healing probably more than he was. For the expectation that Jesus could heal him and that he would no longer have to be paralyzed and sleeping on this mat. I love that our faith affects others. The demonstration of our faith is showing how to do something through our words, through our actions, and our love to give God a chance to respond to our faith for that person. And so think about some people who you're having to carry on a mat And put them before Jesus, carry them in prayer, carry them in your thoughts, carry them in your heart and place them at the feet of Jesus so that your faith can be an overflow of their healing of the things that they need. So God can extend whatever that you're praying and believing in God to do in their life. It could be an overflow from your faith. And so when you talk about demonstration as a posture of faith, it is simply being the vessel to believing in God to do. And so y'all, that blessed me so much so to where the focal point should not be on the paralyzed man, but on the people who went out of their way, the people who was determined and desperate. This Again, God is a God of order. So the desperation was needed. And then they were determined to get him there before Jesus. And they demonstrated their faith by their actions. They did what no one thought to do by him up and carrying him and placing him physically at the feet of Jesus. And so Jesus was impressed. He was impressed by their faith, how they didn't lack, how they didn't wallow in the thought of, oh, well, we can't reach him. They weren't pressed at the thought that they couldn't get inside of the house in the way that. Everybody else did, but they were determined to make a way. Where there's a will, there is a way. And I know that saying is very popular and everybody talks about the will and the way, but no, literally it's a physical act of faith where you are demonstrating that you're willing to go above and beyond. You're looking for ways to get to where you're needing to be by faith. With the desperation that God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, y'all, according to his power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen man y'all this wraps up the posture of faith i am so happy to be um before you this day it is literally one day before the new year eve and so i just want to say happy new year girl happy 2022 i pray that this bless you i will see y'all next Year 2022 has so much in store and I wanted to read something that I wrote to my group of friends and I thought it was so powerful in this present day. It says, I am looking forward spiritually to all of what God has prepared for us all in the coming days, weeks, months and new year. Everything that we will walk into in time, God has seen it. He has heard it. He has moved it. He has changed it. He has allowed it. He has created it. He blessed it. He sent it. He denied it. He loved it and he convicted. God is still good and so I can't wait to sit before you again in the new year happy happy new year y'all stay safe out here and yeah that wraps up this 2021 podcast episode y'all this has been an amazing year and I'm so excited to get back before you so in the meantime girlfriend hello.